Hello, hello, and welcome to Spiritually Sober, the podcast. I'm your host, Rhiannon. I am an intuitive, I am an empowerment coach, and I'm a sobriety coach. And on this podcast, I share all the tools that I'm currently loving around developing intuition, around astrology, and around sobriety, or what I would call spiritual sobriety, which is kind of deepening the path in sobriety to make it kind of like the best decision you ever made. It's this version of sobriety that is exploring your most spiritual, soulful, authentic, magnetic self through the process of getting and being sober. So this episode is going to be another sobriety focused episode, and it's going to be all about alcohol and the search for genuine connections. So I think that this is something we all, whether we have an addiction problem or not, I think it is such a core need to need connection, want connection, have real connections. I do think that many people who struggle with addiction and, um, you know, substance abuse, I've, I've often felt, and I've seen in, in sobriety circles, there is almost like, I would say, I would argue like a deeper longing, a deeper spiritual longing in people who struggle with drinking, who struggle with substances. There's this longing for something more, something more real, something more authentic, something more loving, something more connected to a higher power, all the moreness, moreness, quote unquote, things. And I think one of them truly is developing connections. I know so many people who talked about you know, their first experiences with drinking, first experiences with substances. And it was like, so much of it surrounds like, but I, it was just so, you know, I, I, I'm doing my best not to go into like glorifying alcohol, but there was that illusion of like that those first few experiences with it, I felt so connected with everybody. I let my guard down. I was able to be all the things, you know, um, all the things that we feel we have to be in order to be good enough to connect with others. That's kind of the gist of what I was hearing. And I think one of the struggles or like one of the things that we can work on when we are letting go of alcohol is how do we foster connections now? Especially if you're someone who starts to recognize like, oh, I actually, like I want a lot of connection, like deep connection. I'm not willing to just cruise through life and, and, you know, and that's why I know I heard this a lot. Like, that's why we went to extremes or people who drink a lot, like went to such extremes with drinking and substances. Cause it's like, I just didn't want to cruise through life. Like I wasn't happy with that mediocre. I, I had this illusion of more, of more connection, more, um, like pizzazz, more energy. And when it was, you know, when I, when it, started to become problematic and I had all these kind of like short circuits around drinking, but then I decided to stop. And then, well, how do I get this need met now? How do I feel? How do I fill this kind of that gaping hole, that gaping need for connection, for moreness and all of that when I don't have that old tool anymore of drinking of the substance. So this episode is going to be a chat around how to start with that. Uh, I definitely think it's a ongoing process. I'm always 
in this process and seeking to deepen it. Um, and I'm three and a half years into sobriety, which I guess you could, some could say is early compared to quite a long drinking career. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's something that we return to again and again, and it only deepens as we are willing to deepen it, as we are willing to go through a spiritual sobriety, spiritually approaching, not drinking. So let's dive into the, the way that I, the three things that I have found really help me foster connection. And I found that this is helpful, um, amongst the people that I am in community with in sobriety as well. So number one always is, you know, especially in someone who is spiritually sober, as I would call it, someone who is doing the work, not just white knuckling sobriety, not just not drinking and forcing themselves, but actually doing the work to see kind of, you know, why, why, why did I, how, why did I get so stuck in those addiction cycles? Like doing the work of sobriety. I think we are always number one, step number one, we're always doing the inner work. We are always, because we have no, in a way, like we don't really have as much of a choice because most other people who didn't, who don't struggle with addiction, there's still a little bit of a choice to self-medicate or, you know, have a little glass of wine or a little bit of this or that to unwind if they're feeling triggered for those of us in spiritual sobriety or in like, you know, in it with sobriety, it's like, we don't have as much of an option to turn away from triggers or blocks or uncomfortable feelings or all the things. And that's what kind of forces us onto it. Let's say a spiritual path of doing the inner work of unpacking, like, why do I feel this way? What can I do to stop feeling this way? That isn't just a temporary band-aid, like actually doing this work, which I think is such a gift of, of sobriety. But yes, step number one, in order to create more connection, in order to facilitate genuine connections with others, I do think there's a constant process of doing the inner work. In order, doing the inner work, in order to be able to show up authentically, fully and whole, um, you know, like W-H-O-L-E, like full and all of ourselves. And I think a lot of us struggle, even those of us not in addiction, we can struggle with feeling connection if we are not, if we don't do the inner work, because it's so difficult to feel a real connection with someone if we're not being real, if we're not willing to show all of us, like our our struggles, the shadow side of us, the the parts of us that we have probably spent years conditioning ourselves to hide from others. How can we show that to others in a responsible way, in an integrated way, and just be our full selves? And I've definitely learned the more that I've done the inner work, the shadow work, the authenticity work, to be willing to just show up as my fullest self and meet others in the same way and let them have, you know, their flaws and their work and their fullest selves. Those were the only moments that I had even a glimpse of actual connection, like real, that human connection, that real, raw, deep human connection that we seek when we're drinking or we're using a substance. I have I feel we're always seeking that and when we remove the shortcut of alcohol that's when okay we, we kind of have no choice but to do the inner work and 
allow our full selves to shine. And those moments, like those really were the moments that I had glimpses of like, wow, this is connection. I feel, you know, actually fully loved, not just, you know, the part of me that I'm presenting because I think that's what they want to see. You know, that doesn't feel like real connection. Real connection is this like, hey, this is who I am and showing up as that. Um, and I can definitely say in the earlier years, um, when I was drinking, I, I I was stopping and starting for 12 years. And in the earlier years, I went to AA a few times. And I definitely, I can remember the people that I could see they were doing the inner work, even though I probably didn't know anything about this stuff. Um, this is like early 20s for me. Um but I remember the people that I saw who were doing the inner work and there was such a magnetism to them. They were so, to me, like the word I think I used at that time was like, they just seemed so untouchable, which is, which is a weird word. But what I think what I meant was like, they just seemed so, you know, take it or leave it. Like, this is who I am. And I'll, you know, like, you don't have to like me, but I like you and I'll show up fully. And there was just such a warmth and an honesty in them that I really craved. I remember so vividly being like, oh, I want to be like that. How do they do that? And I, I didn't have the wording that I have now, but I do remember it was like a little peek into like, oh, maybe I should stick around in AA and maybe I should like continue not drinking because they have something, they have something that I, I really want. And I didn't know exactly then to kind of pinpoint, oh, I am seeking deep connections and I got to do the inner work to do that. So step number one is inner work. Step number two is, um, I feel like step number two and step number three are somewhat related. Oops, sorry, my ring just hit my desk. But step number two is obviously seeking connection. In order to connect, we must be around people and surround ourselves with like-minded people. So step number two is in early sobriety, seeking out like-minded people. And the whole process of how how to find them, I I definitely think um, this can like I think some people can feel like this is almost out of their control. Where it's like I don't know I don't know where like minded people are. I've been looking and I haven't met. I've I've seen this a lot. Um, I've been part of different book clubs and sobriety circles, and I've heard a lot where it's like oh I don't know where to meet. Like, where are all the sober people who are having fun? Where do I meet them? They're definitely out there. And I think the more that you do this inner work and the more that you embrace yourself and become okay with yourself and just kind of like roll with, you know, with the inner work comes this like ability to roll with the punches of life or roll with the differences of different people. I think the more you do step one, the easier step two becomes of like, you know what, I... I don't mind, like, I don't want to go out on a Friday night. I want to go to the bookstore or I want to go wall climbing or I want to go on a hike or whatever it is that is just like actually fostering, like nurturing for you. The more you embrace that and the more okay you are with who you, who you really are, the more you can kind of just, it's almost like putting yourself out there and being able to like meet, being able to meet new people and be fully who you are and be unapologetic about who you are. I think there is an energy to that, that really attracts like-minded people. And of course, doing the practical things of like going to places that don't revolve around drinking and meeting people there and being open to them and being willing to, you know, learn new things, maybe look a little silly or look like the new person or the odd person in the room. 
And I think that's all very easy. Like that's kind of easier said than done because it is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to do new things. It's uncomfortable to go to a new place where maybe you don't know anyone or try some new activity. But it can also, I like to look at it almost, it's like a challenge even of, oh, what new hobby can I try? What new thing can I try this weekend or tonight? You know, this is actually, it can actually be a really fun thing that I've brainstormed before uh, working with kind of with one-on-one clients in sobriety where it's like, okay, what can I do? I've got Wednesday night off and Friday night off and I, you know, I'm seeking connection as we've established, like, you know, I don't want to stay home and feel lonely. So how can I embrace that? And how can I look at it with excitement and be like, okay, I've got the night off and I'm not going to do my old usual of whatever, going to the bar or staying home and drinking. I'm going to sign up for a pottery class. I'm going to sign up for an online class. I'm going to meet a new person that I met and try it out and see if we have a a coffee or a dinner or something. And just putting yourself out of your comfort zone and putting yourself in places where like-minded people would kind of congregate. And I do think, again, step number one really helps with this. It's that constant inner work, constant unpacking of shadow, unpacking blocks and triggers. And if you'd like, like, if that sounds really abstract, if, or if you'd like support with that, check out the links in the show notes. I have um, a sobriety support toolkit coming out and an emptying out meditation, which could be really helpful for just learning to all the different tools that come up with in our work. So check out those two resources in the show notes. And then step three, again, it's kind of like an extension of step two. So step two was seeking out like-minded people. Step one was doing the inner work, always doing the inner work. Step two, seeking out like-minded people. Step three is being willing to shine and being willing to kind of show up and take up space for who you really are. So I called this shining, (laughs) but that was what I wrote down in my notes. But I think a big part of really drawing in meaningful connections, and I put this as step three because I think this is like, let's say an advanced tip or an, this is something that can take time to get to, especially if, you know, if you are someone who's kind of maybe come from like a, a more tumultuous drinking background, a lot of self-worth can be broken down or just a lot of sense of self can be lost. But I think we can all, this can even be like a goal or something to strive to where it's like, the more you do this inner work, the more you put yourself in situations where you're get, you know, you're getting out of your comfort zone, you're seeing your light in different ways, the more you learn that you matter, the more that you build your self-worth up again, the more that you enjoy the things that you do, enjoy who you really are, like enjoy the way you show up in life. Again, spiritual sobriety process, the more you just naturally start to shine and start to call people in and start to see, you know, start to really like yourself. And I've definitely seen the more that I just like who I am and what I do. And I talk about it and sometimes it sounds cool and sometimes it doesn't sound cool and it's, it's all okay. But the more that I just own this process, the more that it can, the more it just kind of shines out and you can draw people in, you know, the right, like, like attracts like, it's kind of like just attracting in people who are drawn to the same things as you, who see you shining, doing your thing, like, 
loving the things that you're doing and people can be drawn to that. And that is another way to kind of create these much deeper levels of connection because these are people who are drawn to you not because of some drinking persona that you have or because you're the funnest person in the room when you drink or because you're someone to keep them company when they're drinking. They're drawn to you because you're just like shining on and keeping on and showing who you are and and doing all the spiritual work, the spiritual sobriety work of, of learning to be who you were before you started drinking and shining it and growing it and elevating it and making it adult even let's say and and just letting it be a bigger part of you than it you know when we were when it, I definitely feel like when we were drinking all the things that we loved about ourselves it's like it was parked on the wayside like i know so many i've heard, i remember a lot of stories of like oh i used to be an amazing dj or i loved music and i played the guitar and then i started drinking and that all just kind of you know drinking became the the big the big topic the big thing on my mind all the time and once we remove that and we start doing these steps it's like we get to be all we get to be our fullest self again we get to nurture and kind of water our old habits or the old, the things that we loved about ourselves. And the more we do that, the more it naturally shines and bringing this all back to like step three, it's just really allowing yourself and doing the work to recognize like you are worthy. You can take up space. You can talk about what you love. You are worth, you know, like it's very difficult to connect with people if you're not willing to take up space in their lives and be like, this is what I'm about. This is, you know, this is who I am. Hear me out. Listen to me, like have something like really show who you really are and shine that out. And people are drawn to that. And the connections that are born from that are, are so, so much deeper and so much more, it will feel so much more. I felt that it's so much more long lasting than the connections, quote unquote, that I felt I had when I was drinking, where it was like, yeah, they're, these are my best friends, but we didn't actually have that much in common. And the only thing in common was this deep need to, to drink and kind of lie to ourselves about it or deny it. Um, at least that was my experience. So this is kind of a short and sweet episode. I always try, I try to keep them under 20 minutes um, or, or around that mark, but essentially summing up or chatting about the different ways that I have found genuine connection or started to approach building genuine connection in sobriety. So just a review of those, it is doing the inner work. So doing shadow work therapy, maybe finding groups like AA or communities where you can um, just start to unpack all the reasons why you drank in the first place. And again, this is constant deepening work, but always doing that inner work. Step one, step two, seek out like-minded people, actively seek them out, put yourself in places where they are. And step number three, just shine, shine who you are out into the world and keep building that self-worth so that people who are worthy themselves in their self-worth themselves can be drawn to you as well and see you and the connections that we form when we're shining and in our self-worth 
again, I've said this earlier, but they're just so much more long lasting and so much more real, I feel. And it's definitely a worthwhile, like a worthwhile thing to move towards, you know, shining and being who you really are. So I pray that this episode helped you. I pray this episode served. And if you enjoyed this episode, please like, rate, review, and subscribe. And as always, share this episode with anyone you know who's in sobriety, struggling with sobriety, sober curious, or looking to pause drinking for a little while. I've definitely found that just listening to other people's opinions, other people's um, experiences with drinking was something that I really looked for, especially when I was really in that whole, in the whole drinking situation, I, I found it very healing to listen to other people's voices. Um, even if I wasn't quite ready yet to stop, it was, it was something that was a big support to me. So please do share this with anyone you can think of. Otherwise, as always, I will see you next week for next week's episode. Bye for now.